0: you to get up now i want all of you to get up out of your chairs i want you to get up right now and go to the window open it and stick your head out and yell SMK! SMK! SMK!
1: SMK! welcome back to the storm cellar brad and ray are here uh, no guest again this week because off season everybody's busy actually today ray everybody's at the yard sale except for us i think
0: <laughs> <The yard. laughs> uh you know what and i get it and it's unfortunate yard sales are so fun aren't they do you enjoy them cane uh, yard as sales a rule are. Cane, cane a cane's yard sale you'd never get me out of but sometimes you go and find little gems and pieces and stuff like that i don't want to say like i'm a canadian picker or an american picker like you see on the on the history channels there or whatever, but I I don't mind taking a look around and stuff. You can find some great comic books, man.
1: I I am of an age and my mom passed away many years ago.
0: And and that was one of the things that she and I would do. I, I used to find, you know, you get a little steal on something. It was great. I know it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. But, uh, so yeah, everyone enjoying the yard sale, picking up some, some great stuff. I'm sure having fun and you know, celebrating. Celebrating the Hurricanes. I love to see fans who are like, Carolina doesn't have fans.
1: And then you go on Twitter and you see that people were camping out since like 1230 this morning. uh Uh-huh. And the line apparently is around PNC Arena to get into the yard sale. And it just opened to non-season ticket holders, I think, within the last hours.
0: I... Don't question that in the least. Like that's an amazing, another amazing event. Something that you don't really hear of here in, you know, in Calgary. I've never heard of an event quite like that. You know what I mean? Like we love Mm -hmm. our team and we're Canadian, right? We love hockey, but that's something outstanding. Clearly the organization is doing great things to connect with the fans in every way possible build up that really strong base that and and what a good way to get rid of
1: old stuff right old jersey sticks gloves that aren't going to be using more let the fans have them at you know i know a lot of people come in and resell but i saw a lot of posts from our followers that they were just so excited to get that stick or those gloves or that jersey that they've been looking for
0: it's mounted on a wall right or you or you put them in a in a display case and stuff that's pride that's love of your team that's a that's everything i, I love it great I, idea i i, I might have well,
1: let me ask you a question let me put this sure one. have you ever bid on an auction and you didn't expect your bid to win whatsoever uh, and then you won twice
0: <laughs> oh wow you know um i have bid on a couple of auctions and really wanted it and sometimes I I would even snipe. And you know what sniping is. If you've done any sort yeah. of auction, you wait to the very last second and then you put in a hefty number to make sure that you get it. And it ticks everyone off. No one likes a sniper. Uh that was me, but look, I really needed those <laughs> things. So it, it's just it's one of those things.
1: AHL Auctions has been doing their Calder Cup Finals auctions. Oh, you, wow. can't,
0: you can't snipe these.
1: They've they learned about people. If there's a bid in the last five minutes of the auction, the auction is extended for five minutes in perpetuity. Every time somebody bids in the last five minutes, it adds five minutes on. Oh, really? So <laughs> I'm seeing <laughs> gold go. pucks because gold pucks are unique, right? It's a one of a kind. That person scored that one goal one time. Yeah. They're way cheaper than jerseys. They're cheaper than six. <laughs> sure. Um, I put in bids for a Jack Drury, Calder Cup Finals game four. Oh yeah, and a Jalen Chatfield game three gold puck. Not expecting my bids to be nearly high enough to win either auction and, and I won them both. I'm tickled pink. So the fact that I can't be at the Kings yard sale today, I can't get it. You've done your own yard sailing. I, I, I made out like a bandit this week. I, I got those bucks go. for a ridiculously low price.
0: And and uh, now are the are they signed? Like the goal pucks, you know, they're, they're not.
1: Um, they're so it's straight off the ice and they tape around the outside with the name and the number of the goal, and that's it. But I'm going to take them both with me when I go
0: down to the outdoor game, fully Atta expecting that Drury and Chatfield will be on the team. That would be those outstanding. Signing. And and see, now that's something that's uh a little weird. Here, here's a more discovery for hockey that maybe I wasn't aware of do you know if they, like outside of the players who score their first goal in the NHL or whatever, everyone's quick to grab, if it's a key puck or whatever, someone will go and grab the puck and make sure that it's pulled aside. I didn't realize that the AHL finals, they did that for every goal. Is that a traditional type thing that if you want a game uh scored used puck that they start with a new puck right away and and set that one aside to be sold or i
1: believe that's been the tradition is once the goal
0: goes in the team takes it they they tape it they wrap it they number
1: whatever and they use a new puck because a lot of people may not realize even when the pucks don't go out of bounds you might go through 40 or 50 hockey bucks a game wow so yep they change them
0: up and they, they do that in the nhl too Yes, sir. Like yep. every if, every goal. Wow, that's something I didn't know. I thought, you know, <laughs> once the goaltender takes that puck and fires it out of the net and stuff down the other side of the ice, they'll pick it up and say, okay, let's let's go back, and they bring it to center. I didn't team, realize they changed yeah. it out. No, s- some teams
1: like the Hurricanes um, sell their pucks directly. Okay. The, uh, the Canes Foundation sells them at auction style to raise money for charity. Sure. Uh, MI Gray is an auction house. And they have contracts with a number of teams, the Blue Jackets, the Bruins, the Predators, the Blue Jackets. And all those pucks go to them to then be sold to the public. So,
0: yep. There you go. The Storm Cellar, not just a place for Caniacs and, uh, and jerks to uh, celebrate and enjoy the team, but it's also an educational system. Who knew? Educated. And, Something new and, every day
1: we're educating two less people today ray i I was i was very excited to say we've hit 750 followers oh no but we're at 748 but i'm okay with it i think okay um 750 that's awesome i I tweeted out because i I don't use my personal twitter account ever which has been on twitter for 15 years i almost never post anything to it i use our account so if, if you're on twitter and you see something you don't like it's me not ray (laughs)
0: yeah you'll find you'll find judge (laughs) out there too that that's that's mine
1: i i I posted some some mean ish things about alex jones and losing his defamation suit and (laughs) and almost immediately got lost two followers and i'm like i'm guessing those two things are related and i don't see why anybody who's like a huge alex you know jones you know Q and non oh. I don't know why those people were listening to I guess I assume they don't listen to the show at all because they would have unfolded us a little time ago. But I just don't Right.
0: Assume. Uh yeah. It made what it made great, me chuckle. What, that that's really it, all. Yeah, what a what a what a great decision on that issue. We don't want to go on to that tangent because I could fly off the handle, but it was a great those were great decisions. And uh, it, it made, made me more chuckle. of them be forthcoming in the weeks to come. A whole bunch more. Mm-hmm. Uh, decisions exactly like those ones. Uh, just in, keep, keep
1: piling it on. In similar and in, in related financial news, my, my, my mic cut out there for a second. Short version is Don Waddell came out and said, we're pretty close to a deal on Marty Natchez. It's not been confirmed anywhere, although there have been a few reports from like, I, don't, I would say suspect websites saying that a deal sure. is done at two years at $3 million a year. Which seems to be kind of what we thought the line, right? It looks like I would expect to hear Marty nates just resigned probably this week.
0: That's you know that uh, so I, I don't want to say surprising, but I'm very glad that this is. And it, th- I read the story on this, and they've been talking every day nature has been a focus for this that they're like almost every day they've been talking and negotiating and trying to get things worked out and that's absolutely outstanding to have that connection uh communication is the key in all of these things right you need to be you know talking things out crunching numbers um and and you know the it's the, the life of a gm and the agents that deal with the players, right, and, and handle the players. It's how the whole negotiating process is kind of a dance, right? It's just a never-ending dance until they get things signed. And um, to have Natchez re-signed, uh, that just strengthens an already real super strong team. Uh, and Natchez has been with the team since the very beginning, uh, drafted to this team, So uh, a lot of people as frustrating as he can be, which he has been, uh, have a real connection to him and want him on board. And despite some of the other losses that we've had, I think I've heard a few, um, fans that were, I say heard, I've seen a few fans, social media and stuff like that, that say, you know, losing Trocek, losing, uh, Nino and losing Natus would be a colossal failure by Waddell. And even including the great steal that he made with Burns and and the real steal, frankly, uh, on that Patches. Deal. Yeah. yeah, that that was that was really theft. Let's be perfectly honest there. Um, uh, to me, if you lost all three, I kind of, you know, I was of this feeling that. Lose. It. I'm still of the of the thing of a, a, a sign and trade for Naitus, just because he has a lot of value, and that value and his skill could be uh, a piece that could bring someone else in at the trade deadline, and be really uh, just really get us fired up for the playoffs. It's no disrespect to Naitus. You've heard me say it. I've been, I, I've sung the praises of his talent and his skill as much as anyone. I recognize it. I see it. I know it. He could do those things for us. The problem is, is just gripping the stick maybe too tight or the pressure or whatever. I don't know what it is, but, um, he some just guys, might be ready for a new environment. You know yeah, what I some mean? Some guys like, just new scenery, right? Yeah so uh, I think I think that would be great. I'm not sure where that would put us in the whole cap situation uh, how much How much room do we have to play with here as far as cap space in the grand scheme of things? So the hurricane, because it's not official,
1: uh, the hurricanes have 1.8 million free. So okay. A deal for Nate just at three million bucks puts the team over the cap, which is fine for the summer. Okay. But they would need to move a contract or buy somebody out before season starts. So somebody is still going to go. Okay. With and I I think I mentioned last week with Bear and Gardner tying up six and a half million dollars as potential third pair defensemen. I think that's I mean, th- that has to be where the money comes from. Has comes to, from. It, it has to be.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't see where else you, you cut. And, and, you know, oddly enough, speaking of Gardner, uh, everyone's favorite play by play for the Kings, Mike Maniscalco uh spent some time on the nhl network just yesterday had a chance to catch that in listening while i was working Uh, always he does great interviews i gotta say he's always he's fired up there's the love of his team but he's also straight with you too very very straight and he'll he gives the goods and he knows and so he had actually time that they brought up one of the questions was hey Uh, aside from all the preparations that you've done and a strong D how about Jake Gardner coming back what's the situation there where do you think he'll fall and much like we've already we've visited this before uh Mike said this the same thing he said yeah he's gonna looks like he's gonna be ready to go for training camp and the idea what he stressed was this might be the most important training camp of his career. Coming back from the injuries, being away from the game for more than a year um, to prove uh, it, this is the, the one for his career, essentially. And Maniscalco believes he's easily among you know if he has a great camp he's easily among the seven that stayed on board with the team on opening day and who's who's to argue i mean if he if he he's got a lot of yeah, talent if, if he's playing he's like healthy, he did in toronto yeah that's and that was the reference point they want to see the how he was in Toronto and he would be a great, uh, second power play line quarterback. You know, that Brett Burns has kind of, uh, been, uh, you know, named the, you know, PP one guy. And it makes sense. Of course, he's great in that regard. Um, but one of the things that he also added in and amongst all of the discussion is that, Not only is the training camp going to be watched by the Canes, watched by the fans heavily to see where Gardner fits in, it's going to be watched heavily by a lot of the other GMs from around the league for the exact reason that you just hinted. He could be something that's – he could be very tradable and an asset that could be very, very big – once the trade deadline comes around. So even if he makes the team, it doesn't necessarily means he's going to stay with us for a run at the cup. He might be a, a, a piece as well, because there might be a lot of interest for a guy of his talent and his skill. If he's healthy.
1: 100. I totally agree. I, th- I think it's what Jake Gardner do you get? Because he's played. 650 games almost with 277 points. So almost mm. half a point per game. And that's including three, you know, well, one and a half terrible years in Carolina. Sure. And another bad year and a half with what appears to be a bad back in the back hip. So.
0: Yeah. You know what? And, uh, the 650 games, I didn't realize he had that much under his belt, oddly enough. And there, there's, uh, There's a veteran presence and importance for that, which, you know, oddly enough, the team brought in guys with, I mean, Brent Burns, right? Think about his veteran presence, not a, and, and I've seen some of the pictures of him working out already in Hurricanes gear. Rod's going to love him. Oh yeah. He's got
1: to. Every, I think everybody's already starting to go. Oh, yeah, this guy. Even even <laughs> folks who didn't know much about him because he was a West Coaster, like yeah, yeah, the you know people like a Lunch Bell guy here. Oh,
0: working hard, getting in the gym, doing his thing. I mean, that's that's what you want out of this guy, and he's going to be great. And it was funny because, um, staying with that interview with with Mike, he also had a chance to point out something that it kind of dawned on me okay i've been following this team i love this team but there was like an epiphany of sorts while i'm driving where one of the discussions was you know bringing in the veteran presence the question was asked to him look is the reason why the hurricanes um, weren't able to get past that second round tied to the youth you know what i mean like are they too young they haven't You know, right. And I'm thinking to myself, what do you what do you mean, youth? And then they drop the line that Svechnikov, as great as he is, is 21. It feels like I've been cheering for him for 10 years, but he's only 21. Aho is 23. We've got Seth Jarvis, who turns 20 this year. I mean, we've got all of this unbelievable talent that is so young, and the veteran presence brought in. Maybe Gardner's one of those guys that can help stabilize. Because when you looked at the when you look at the Stanley Cup win, let's take you back to two thousand five, two thousand six. Mark Recchi, Doug Waite, like all of these, yeah, instrumental, and, and their veteran presence was key, absolutely key. And
1: for me, it's about especially with Burnsie and Pachuriti. Uh, I'm sure Burns doesn't have a cup. I feel pretty confident that Pachuriti doesn't either. No, Th- those guys are hungry. Oh, Burns yeah. has been around a long time. He's come close, I think, a few times. Yep, they want a cup. O- on the in terms of a veteran presence, I think is a great way to put it. Uh, so Spetsakov actually is 22 because his birthday just passed a couple months ago. Oh, did it? But- okay this season this we expect 22. to see he's still 22 right like like, like it's a big difference <laughs> we expect to see jack Jury come up this year as a 22 year old and he's had a more traditional route to the nhl college juniors you know ahl and now he's here in my mind on schedule as a 22 year old yeah but you, you mentioned we have KK, we have Svestikov, we have Jarvis who have all been in the league and have, you know, and are stepping right into roles. I mean, nobody would call Svestikov a rookie anymore. No. Thinking, I wouldn't call I wouldn't say he's a veteran in the sense of like a Burns, right? Or an no. Aaron or a, or a Jordan Stahl. But he's not a rookie. So mm. he's he's somebody who's at that transitional age. And Garner's Garner's a little older than that, but Garner is somebody who could, be, because of what he can do with the puck, um, you mentioned it earlier, power play two quarterback, right? Yeah. And, and I've said a couple times, I think if you move him or Bear, you would rather move Gardner because of the contract. Yeah. But it'll be easier to move Bear because of the contract.
0: Yeah. But
1: even with those bad seasons we mentioned, like I said, it was almost three years where he, his output was just bad. Uh, fell off the cliff, right? He puts up double the points per game the Bear does. And, and I liked everything about Ether Bear's game early last year. I, I was too. really happy with it. So if you can get old-school Garner, I think you're right. I think you hang on to him for a little bit, ship him out to a contender or, or to somebody who wants to improve their blue line, and, and upgrade your forwards, which are already upgraded from last season. Already outstanding. Um, you, you mentioned the you know we lose true we lose Trocek we lose Nino we can't lose Natus. I think I've just been around long enough that and and, I, and I've and I also come from you know having been a district manager of a retail company and sometimes business is business and things have to be done that you don't like. Yeah. And so as much as I love guys, I don't. It doesn't affect me the way it used to. Right. It, it used sure. to just be soul crushing. Now now I kind of know what's coming up. I didn't feel that way. Like I, I am. Am I sad? Nino's gone. Yep. I, I expected Trocek to be gone. Am I sad about that? Absolutely. I love that guy. I'm, I'm glad that nature's is coming back because he can be a talent. He, he, I think he can do it, whether it's here or somewhere yeah. else is the question.
0: Well, you, you know, Brad. But, you uh, know, uh, just real quick, Ray. Yeah. The question
1: is, are we better? Is the Ford group better this year than last year? Oh, yeah. I know people love Trocek and, and Niederreiter, but are, are do we have better forwards this
0: year than last year? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. And it's funny, I, I, the, what I was jumping in on was just to point out your ability to foresee the future because way, way back when, when we signed KK and brought him in, Your immediate response was this is going to be Trochek's replacement. And I've heard interviews with Rod Brindamore, who has looked at KK and said, You know, we've tried to fit him in on the wings and stuff like that, but he's a center. And that's something that you knew right from the very start. He's a center. That's what he loves to play and when you looked at trocheck the ability to re-sign, and then we sign kk to the long-term contract you jumped in immediately and said it it looks like trocheck is on his way out the door yeah and we've got his replacement and that's exactly what happened so i i interrupted you briefly only to hype you up because Thank you, I, I'll be your hype man. You called it, you knew it was coming. And I mean, a lot of people might've said, is that the way we want to go or whatever? KK's going to have to show it. You're, You're right. And,
1: and I don't have the time to spend on these depth guys. And I don't have the time to spend looking at minors, although I'm making myself watch more AHL and trying to keep up with KHL and the Liga and, and the Swedish Hockey League. But when I look at when I'm looking at spreadsheets and things, because way back in the day, I said, look, I like to look at numbers. Like right, numbers make sense to me. I can see I can look for patterns. In my mind, even if I didn't know hockey, if you just said, Brad, this is a sports team, these are the salaries, these are the players, this is what they can do. When you sign KK for that kind of money, you go, okay, well, that's not fourth line money. No. Could be third line center money, but you have a third liner. Who's locked up for another two years, and mm. who's your captain? It's yeah. not going there, right? So it's 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 my Sherlock Holmes moment, right? It's just I'm just deduction. If yeah. it's not A and it's not B, it has to be C. So I I appreciate the kudos, but to me, if if you're looking at the, if you're looking at the big picture, it it jumped out at you, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and it was just. And it's the it's the move that kind of everyone expected. I think uh, there was a lot of people, they're so emotional, the emotional tied to your players, right? And I don't know if that's just because of jersey purchases, because I love a lot of these players that I still yet, have yet to have jerseys with. I don't know what it is. If you're upset because you just bought the Nino Niederreiter jersey because you have loved him for a long time and you finally have the money to get him and then you get the jersey and in three months later, he's now a predator. That could be, yep. that could be angering. And I can understand that. And be emotional. Uh, uh, a, the, the best tip
1: Ray and I can give anybody listening is if you like a player, and, and their contract is up in the next year or two. Just don't buy that jersey if, 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 if it's going to affect. It. I have three Sveshnikov sweaters that I bought this past year, after he locked in for eight years. That well there you go that,
0: right yeah that's that's safe right you're but, gonna be the guys right come there. and go
1: and, and and I love the fact that, I mean I hate it for our fans so many people were upset particularly I think with Rider. because so I think people yeah. but that was the one that was the question mark right. Trocek, Mm. we felt was gone. Yeah. But Nino, I think people expected to say. So I really feel bad for the people who, who, you know, for Nino leaving. But I love that our fans care enough about, you know, guys. They get it. I mean, you can attach to players. How do you not? I mean, most of these guys are really good guys, at least Mm. publicly. They do a lot for the fans. They interact with the fans. We've always said that's a small market, you know, teams have to do. So. I can't, you know, I I loved meeting Drury. I loved meeting, you know, Piotr yeah. in the Calder Cup finals. And if he got traded tomorrow, I would be heartbroken. Yeah, sure. For a short time. And then but move you on because i part of the unfortunately, game. you know, when when you've been watching hockey as long as we have, or sports and didn't have to be hockey. Yeah. You know, as long as right. we have. I mean, between this over sixty years. Yeah. At some point, you just go. I, I know this is coming. It's it's just a matter of when.
0: Well, look, uh, when when uh, your favorite player in hockey in history is traded away, that that type of devastation is the eye opener. I remember how horribly I felt when Francis was dealt to the Penguins. I I was devastated, inconsolable, and that sounds like hyperbole. It's not. Uh, To the people who knew me at the time, were were just like, "Someone check on Raymond. He's upset." You know what I mean? And that's the way it was. Now, that type of experience was the eye opener about the business aspect of the game. You know what I mean? Until then, it wasn't a business. It was just a passion. It was whatever. But now you see the business and that was an eye opener for me. And I think uh, yeah. with, with, with Rider going just very quickly, it wasn't, it, it's it, not only the fact that you love the player, but it created the question about the, what it does to the best line that this, the best, most consistent line that we had and Who is now, and it creates the questions of who's going to be the person to fill in in that spot. And you and I both know, he dang well better be as good as Nino. You know what I mean? They better perform. Right, Right. The person that takes his spot is under a microscope now because he's gone, a much loved player. The next guy up better be at least as good. Oh yeah, you you don't want to come in and try
1: and build those shoes and not be able to put up.
0: It would like who's it would be like who's who's replacing Aho, or or in your case who's who's replacing Svechnikov? Someone coming in if Svechnikov should go and knock on wood that that never happens. But you know what I'm saying? Like the the spotlight on these players is huge. Is absolutely yeah. huge. Big fish in a small pond. Oh, right. boy. Yeah, no question. You, you mentioned Francis, which I'm
1: sure was heartbreaking. Oh, my gosh. Um, I can't even a, tell you. A podcast we, we enjoy, uh, the storm surge of Bailey and Zach. They did their all-time Canes draft the other week. Last week, I think it was. Right? Oh, wow. And, and then they put up and they said, who had the best draft? And Bailey is a newer Canes fan, a newer hockey fan. Bailey knocked out the park. Because her first pick was Cam Ward. I can get behind that. Yeah. Her second pick, Paul Coffey, who you know was the guy who got me into hockey. He was not the best Canes defenseman. No. But if you're talking about – if you just want to look at the body of work career-wise. Sure, yeah, yeah. When Paul Coffey went from Carolina to Boston, I had just moved up. No, I had not moved up here yet. And I okay. remember just just being sad, and then seeing him play, and he really fell off, unfortunately, when he came to Boston. I think I've told the the, the coffee filter story oh, before, yeah and, yeah. and I was heartbroken, absolutely, just devastated. Uh, but I did want to give Bailey a shout out because when you said Fran, you know Francis, I was thinking coffee. Uh, Bailey won their their all time Canes draft. Paul Coffee. Andre Sveshnikov, Eric Stahl, Ray Whitney, Glenn Wesley, Cam Ward, head coach Rod Brendamore. That, that is a very good draft. And it was draft order, right? So they, they took turns. That is a rock solid team.
0: What was, okay, well, now I have to hear the other team. You know what? Never mind. I'll, I'll listen to the podcast, and I'll listen to the draft as it unfolds because uh, that's impressive. That's impressive, and uh, you know mm-hmm. why she, she, uh, Bailey going with the goaltender as your first pick smart you, you yeah I think, I think almost everybody so, did. it's, it's, it's definitely so worth important. a listen
1: at the, uh, at the surge cast is is there uh, is there Twitter username a lot of it, not, maybe not surprising a lot of guys from two thousand and two to two thousand and six and a lot of new guys, and only a handful of guys in between, one or two of which Paul Coffey's one of those uh, wow. big props to Bailey because she had to research that she's, she's I'm not I'm not uh, making that up like she said on air like I researched who I was going to do so I, sure. I I thought she did an amazing job that's and, amazing uh, Sam Wisemer uh, Kat Hunter who's been on our program as well as Zach uh, have all been on the program uh, Sam has not but Kat and, and Zach have uh, was the four people involved. They all did a tremendous job. So just a shout out to all four of those folks. That's so, outstanding. Uh, that That's well, outstanding. was a lot of fun. It made me think maybe, maybe one day we can maybe get a couple of folks on, maybe, maybe a Canes fan and like a, somebody who kind of started with the whale. Yeah. And I would like – because so they only did Hurricanes. You had to have played at least one regular season game in a Hurricanes uniform. Okay. I would like for us to maybe – maybe, maybe Zach will be our Kaniac. We'll okay. bring Zach on or Bailey. Actually well, Bailey might take Paul Cotton. So maybe not Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> but but we extend that to include whalers. Oh because th- th- in their prime, there were some whale players who
0: holy were cow. among the
1: best to ever put on, you know, a hurricane slash playing
0: Blaine Blain Stoughton, Rick Lee. God like for goaltending. Mike Louis. Mike Leut. Oh my god. Leut, excuse oh me. Gosh, I gosh. I flipped my vowels. Uh, okay. So that sounds like really exciting. And now fun, I'm gonna right? spend I'm gonna spend a lot of time re-going over all of the teams so I'm ready to I might be the full whaler guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? right? um I, I think they both listen. Um
1: Zach and Bailey, uh, I'm just gonna invite you both on to do this because we're 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 stealing your idea. Yeah, so so we'll have you on. Maybe we'll get one of our our hardcore whalers folks to join us, and we'll have a, a five way draft. That would be outstanding, and, and it'll be anybody from the New England whalers through the Hurricanes, <laughs> and that opens up another couple of years for the folks. Yeah, well,
0: that brings in Gordy
1: Howe, right? <laughs> <Like>, Gordy Howe, <laughs> both of his kids, right? Two of his sons played for the Whale. Wow, but that also brings in. When the Whalers, the New England Whalers entered the WHA, and this will be on the Whalers podcast that we will be producing in the fall. Yeah. They won a league championship. They did. Technically, technically, the first championship in team history. Just in a in history, franchise history. Franchise.
0: Yeah. Franchise. You go back through your lineage, look back in history.
1: If you go back to the is. Boston Whale days.
0: Then oh, my. There,
1: there was a league. I, I just real quick because I brought it up. And you're wearing a whaler's hat? I am. The, the Whalers podcast is something my son wanted to do with me. We've been working on it, doing our research. Uh, we're going to have you on. We certainly have reached out to like the, the Whalers uh, Booster Club is yeah. an entity that formed after they left. I've reached out to some of those folks. I've reached out to Pat Pickens, who wrote kind of the book about the whale. He's agreed to come on. Um, that is going to be a fun podcast. If you're into history. Even if you're not a huge fan of the whalers, I think it'll be fun because it'll be, a, it'll be 26 episodes, a year-by-year year look at the whale. So each, each podcast will be a year of whalers history. And then if people like it, then my son wants to do season two that would include the transition to Raleigh and 25 years of Ains history. So Amazing. a bi-weekly podcast that I'm really looking forward to because it's fun. I, I'm a history buff. Um, I'm hoping that a uh, history girl, Jen will come on sometime. Maybe and talk some whalers with us. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've invited her on to talk on regional six with us because nice. They're not original, they're not
0: original at all. Not even so, close. But, but that would be great. That would uh, be, that I've would be taken this off on a
1: huge tangent. I apologize, but no, that's but, quite but, all right. That's quite all right. I
0: just like talking about it. Turnabout's fair play, though, because I'm going to take us on to another different tangent, although we did speak about this last week. Uh, We're talking about what has changed here in Calgary. Uh, Jonathan Huberto, a new Johnny Hockey in Calgary, uh, who was traded for Kachuk, along with a, a Uyghur, a couple of other pieces. Huberto signed by true living for a massive con, uh, contract, huge long-term deal. And Brad, I, I told you that I believe that true living had absolutely won the trade. Even if Huberto who was uh, coming up to be a UFA as is Uyghur, after one season, even at that point, if they only had them for one year, he still won the trade. Now that they've signed Huberto, who is just fired up and ready to go a long-term, this was great. In, in essence, True Living, in the end, did land Johnny Hockey. For long term, that was what they wanted to do with Goudreau, but they got Huberto instead. And Huberto, who played astounding hockey, an MVP candidate, he's going to make the, he, he, uh, there are a lot of very happy people in Calgary. I, I bet when we, I, I don't even remember
1: my initial take on the trade other than I was shocked. Yeah. I, I can go back and listen in, 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 in. You know, keep myself in check. I believe I said, what is Florida think?" But I also said, Calgary, what are you thinking? Because you just gave up assets for two guys who may not be there next year. Yeah. I can at least say that as time has gone on and the more I thought about it, I was like, this is a win for Calgary. Because Florida gave up a lot of scoring for toughness. Yep. I, I do remember saying that I thought they did that specifically yep. to play against Tampa Bay. And, and and you know the the contract for Huberto is eight by ten and a half million. I mean, it's, it was more they even you know offered to the previous Johnny Hockey, I believe. Yeah. If they can also sign Wegar, then it is a just. I mean, it could end up being a win for t- for both teams. But holy yeah. smokes, Calgary has a lot to be happy about with that sign.
0: Yeah, they're d- just absolutely thrilled, and anyone who was, you know besmirching uh true living really you know they're they're very quiet now as well they should be because he he just did a masterful job a masterful signing i mean we heard about this where he traveled to montreal to meet with huberdo to and, and sit down with them personally and develop the like Look, this is what we're looking at. This is what we want to do. The dance that we spoke about earlier in the program as it concerns uh, Natchez, they did the same thing. He took great effort in making sure that he got this guy and Huberto is going to be greeted mightily. They will blow the roof off of that Saddle Dome dump when his name is announced. I'm telling you, the fans are going to be... uh it's going to be amazing, amazing,
1: and good for them. And that's a Canadian boy going back home too. Like, yeah, no offense to Florida, the hardcore fans are just like Carolina, right? The hardcore fans are a small but dedicated group. Hundred percent. I don't think that they have the extension like the bandwagon that we have enjoyed, which mm-hmm. are people that we always say the bandwagon fans can become real fans. Yeah, but he's going. You know, coming from from Saint Jerome. Quebec. Yeah. out to Calgary, I think is going to be huge for him. I think he's going to really enjoy it. I mean, he put up, oh gosh, in the it playoffs was, last year, he kind of disappeared. That's, you know, but that's not a knock on him, but during the regular
0: season, he put up 115 points.
1: He was well, a plus whole, 35.
0: I mean, to be fair, the whole of uh, the Panthers disappeared. Yeah. The whole team was, was like the whole team disappeared. Bad. Right. But he was, he was just uh such a, such an important aspect of the Panthers squad. And uh, he will, he will step into this position and easily, easily perform and become like instantly. I mean, I know I've already seen, I have already seen that without a word of a lie, I've already seen the Huberto
1: Jersey. I saw somebody tape over uh, the first part of Goudreau.
0: <laughs> and, and, and scruple it all, like
1: with scotch tape or with a basket tape and then put you know Uberdo.
0: yeah this is it's, it's 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 absolutely great and this is this is the big thing with ufas right like when you bring a ufa into your team or when you have them on your team it's the future what are you going to do how are we going to do it and the hurricanes have their own issue with that as well like we're And you, because you're the number cruncher, because you're the brains of this operation, you have put in a yeoman's effort to bring to us in this broadcast an opportunity to talk about UFAs and the future of the Hurricanes because we've talked about the window, the window that we have of being a contender, a major contender. And of course, who the UFAs are in the coming years affect that greatly, especially Huge. when we're as young as we are, as we already spoke about. So take us, take us through us, Brad. I mean, what are we looking at UFA-wise in this so, and in our future?
1: For those of you particularly who are newer to hockey or are just the you know the folks who fall in love with the Trochecks and the Neederiders, um maybe you want to skip this part. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this may, this may not be, uh, this may not be uh, warm fuzzies, right? Yeah. Uh, this is more going to be the business side, but, but, you know, at some point we have to face facts. Yes. Next year. So the 23, 24 season, Jordan Stahl's contract is up. He'll be a UFA max patch who I don't know that they were looking to resign necessarily given his age and all, but yeah. it, it, a short term could be something, right? Uh Jasper Fast. Um uh Andre uh Kasha. There it is, that a boy. Anderson and Ronta are all UFA's next year. Yeah.
0: So one so, more season with them.
1: Yep. Yeah. And and those are folks that I I you know, I even guys like Fast, you know, fast is, is a third line guy, but people love him. Oh. Like, 24, 25. it gets worse. And oh, and I boy. say worse. I mean, every team goes through this, but sure. as a fan who who like you said is invested in players, it gets worse. Yeah. Twenty four, twenty five. These are all just unrestricted free agents. Sebastian Aho, Teuvo Teravainen, Jordan Martinook uh, is still a fan favorite, and uh, he yes. people are down on him because he's taken money from guys who you know they they, they thought could have been spelled for, well, but people still love him. Come on. I do. You got to love Marty. I love his heart. He's, he's fantastic. Our, our entire second D pair, Brett Pesci and Brady Shea, are both UFAs 24-25. And then mm-hmm. Jalen Chatfield, who hasn't you know, really played up in the bigs other than a couple of games, but that's something. Mm-hmm. And then the year after that, 25-26, is both Burns and Slade. So particularly, Boy, oh I mean, the Forge is a rough patch. But particularly on defense, your top four defensemen all have contracts expiring and will be UFAs in the next three years. So okay. when we say it is time to win now, I don't expect players to give hometown discounts. I, I've said that before. Yeah, you can't it's, take it's, a haircut. It's, it's, like you, it's great when they do. Like, like more profitable yeah. guys can do it. And the salary cap will finally be climbing again, right? It's, we've had a flat cap, which initially made me think that Huberto deal was too much at $10.5 million. Right. But as the cap climbs and people, you know, as that continues to climb and people are more invested in hockey, there's more money. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, between the end of the 24 season and the end of the 26 season, you have to re sign Ajo, Pachoretti, Stahl, Tara Vinan, Faust, Martinuk, Kasha. Slavin, Burns, Pesci, Shea, Chatfield, and both your goings. And obviously, some of those guys are not getting new contracts, right? Brent Burns is going to be a dinosaur. As, mm. as much as I already love him, like that's not a contract that you're renewing, you know, unless he's going to be yeah. a five, six guy for a million bucks a year.
0: Yeah. That's, that's most of your team. If that you want to win a cup, team, yeah. You better get moving the the uh, for the record the iron is hot now it's time to strike guys this is what we're going to need um Brad I'm going to put you on the spot I never imagined that I was going to do Woo-hoo. this so year by year okay next year's UFAs I'm demanding to know from you right now who we oh, have to sign and who we are okay to let go. All
1: I right? can do that. I'm going to give you the RFAs too. I'm, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm look that. Do, fire, if, if, fire if away. If they need a contract, well, let's talk. Max Pacioretty could be a hit or miss. At $7 bucks, that's a lot of money. It is. He's had injury concerns last year. That's why he's in Carolina now. Yep. If, 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 if he's a hit, then that might be a contract that you would look at. Right. Jordan Stahl, Jordan is – I feel like Jordan has all but said he's retiring. I don't think Jordan's coming back, and I don't think that'll be the Kane's decision. I think Jordan is retiring next year. Okay. Uh, yes, we're fast. I, yeah, I, I, I'd give him another contract, a couple million bucks. He's well worth it. Um, Andre Kasha is a tough one because he's only costing you a million and a half bucks, and he can yeah. put up more than a million and a half bucks worth of offense. So that's not, I don't, he's not a half to sign, but he's another one of those guys who's like, well, that might not be a bad idea.
0: And, and, and going back to, and going back to quickie there, going back to Faust, you said you could give him a, a, a a contract. You'd be okay to give him a contract. Do you have to, is he a must keep? Is he a must keep to this franchise? If we're going on.
1: He is next year's need rider. There you go. On one level, everybody says you have to keep that line together. Mm-hmm. Don Waddell disagrees, and I think overall the Canes are better. So, do you have to keep him? You you don't. I would. I think I would like to keep him,
0: but I'd love he's to not keep him. Sign. You're a, but you're um, you're right, and that's a great reference to him. He will be next season's need rider. Absolutely, totally. he will. I think so. Absolutely. Lane Peterson
1: is a is a restricted free agent next year. That that's you don't need to resign him. Nope. Ethan Baer, if he's here, I would say you probably need to resign him, mm-hmm. knowing that both Pesci and Shea are out the following year potentially, or they're at least going to be unrestricted. If he's here and he's and it, my assumption is if he's still here in the year, he's playing
0: well. Yeah, well, and he's he's on a he's on a prove it contract right now. You know what right, I mean? Like right. that. So he's and if on he proves a prove it, if he proves it, then hundred yeah, percent. Yes, under, understood.
1: And then uh, Dylan Coghlan is not somebody you have to resign. You can find another depth defenseman. But now, now it comes to the goalie. This is like the hardest part of the whole thing. Yeah, Anderson and Ronta. I don't... How to phrase this. Depending on how they played this year, I feel mm. like you have to keep one of them. And my guess would be Ranta, Ooh. Because after next year, and mostly because he's two million butts versus four and a half months. Right. He played stellar. Anderson is overall the better of the two of them. Anderson's a year younger. But Ranta played you into the second round to a game seven. Hurt, right, with a strained <laughs> MCL. that I can't that talk says, enough about that guy. It says so much. But you do have Piotr ready to step in, I think, after another year in the AHL that he doesn't necessarily need, but I think it'll be good for him. Mm-hmm. So between Ronta and Anderson, I think you want stability there and you re one. The, the good or bad news is Don Waddell definitely does not agree with me about needing to keep those hitters right don has right. clearly showed don just ship them both out and replace them with two new guys in a heartbeat yep and the funny thing about goaltenders is
0: that is an equally valid thing to do right well we've proven that it can work right that, that's you what I, I mean is don I mean, don we just lost out. our minds we lost our minds when ned was gone we all thought we were screwed I, very few
1: Kaniacs didn't think we were totally hosed when he shipped out ned
0: Well, he shipped them out and we didn't have a replacement yet. Yeah. Mrazek and they were both gone and we're like, okay, looking around, where are you, where are you going to get your goaltending? And he came through big. So apologies for, you know, doubting him because it worked out great and it wouldn't have necessarily. That's what a lot of people have said was so unique about this situation was two hurricane goaltenders who are brand new coming into a new environment. There's learning the locker room, learning the mode of the team, everything. They're both north of 30. Yeah. Yeah. So there was not a lot of expectation that it was going to be as good as it was now with the injuries, which were, you know, issues for both of them looking down the road. You're right. I, I don't know that. Both of them could be re signed with. So,
1: I just went through individually, and, and to recap, in case I was unclear, the only person in that list who I said you need to re sign is Ethan Bear. And that's assuming Ethan Bear is playing, you know, as a, as a three four guy. Yeah. The Patch stole all those big names. And the only guy on that list you have to bring back of that group is Bear. All right, let's move on to the next one. Twenty-four, twenty-five. Sebastian Aho, you have to keep, if at all possible, in uh, my mind. And, and if you're keeping Sebastian, you got to keep Tavo. Yeah, I mean those two guys are just, you know, it, it it's like having a left and a right hand that know how to work together. Just to have mm-hmm. those two guys on the ice at the same time just is something special. I was. And Sebastian is ninth all-time, I think, in franchise points, and that includes the Whale, in like six wow. seasons. I mean, wow. and Tavo's a big part of that. So in my mind, if you can re-sign Sebastian and Tavo, you do. Martin Nook, uh, love you, buddy. That $1.8 million can go elsewhere. Jarvis will be an RFA that year. Yeah. You absolutely re-sign Jarvis. Yep. The hard part of this season, unlike the goaltending last, you know, in, in, for 24 and 25, it's what do you do about Shea and Pesci? Yeesh. And they'll be approaching 30. Mm-hmm. There are guys out there you can get to replace them. As much as people don't want to hear that. I don't think that you have to keep either of those guys because the Hurricanes are loaded up on deep. Yeah. We've got defensemen. That. And if, if you're keeping Bear the previous year, my expectation is Bear is a three, four guy and can fill in for one of those. Right. And then you have Jalen Chatfield, who, once again, you don't have to keep him. Yeah. But, but you likely will. So for 24 25, I think you do whatever you can to keep Terravine and Anaho. And then I think. Like I said, the Shea and Pesci are the hard ones there. They sure are. I, I would keep I would keep Pesci over Shea. Yeah. I, I will go so far as to say you have to keep Brett Pesci. Because defensively, he's a little younger than Shea. He's more stable. He's a lower cap hit. I, I could I could throw Brett into that.
0: Those were those were the absolute three must signs there. And I For it, just for me to chime in as far as Bear goes, because Bear is on a prove it contract, he's not a must sign. Yeah, just because he's on he's on a prove it contract, we need him to really step up. Do I want him? One thousand percent. Yes, I want him. I want him on this roster, but it's not a must have. It is not to the that Aho is an extra point. Sir. It's and it's not it's not for me Aho when I say Aho is a must sign that's I want him on this team as much as I wanted the Whalers to keep Ron Francis. Sebastian
1: Aho might be the one player I can think of in modern times for the Canes who I would like to see spend his entire career in Carolina. Yep. And, and for, for, even though I, I I've said, Hey, it's a business and, and I understand and love that we have passionate fans. If, if, if Tara Vinen doesn't get re-signed, oh. I, I will have a bad couple of days. I'll move on quickly, but I promise you, I will be devastated for at least a couple of days.
0: I love, I love screaming turbo when he scores. I love his contributions, and I want him. I want him as a must sign too. And it's a, you know the only reason why I don't include him in the Aho as a you have to sign him and you need him uh, long term career is because I think Aho is the type of talent who could play and improve anyone around him. Ajo doesn't necessarily need Turbo. To be as successful as he is, but Turbo is a like handing glove sure. fit. And, so and, and I won't
1: say that the fact that I love Tara Vinan isn't clouding my judgment. Because I he would be on the fence for me and I put him in the yeah. must sign category. But if I didn't like the guy, it would be easier for me to sit for exact, for exactly that reason. He is can he be replaced? Like, he'll be 29. We know that they don't give long-term contracts to guys that age. Yeah. Sure. But having him on this team in general makes – much like Aho makes people better. You know, you, you put Tuvo with, with Aho and Jarvis, oh. the line does great. You put him with Spestikoff, Spestikoff does better. Like, he's, yep. he's one of those guys who just – he thinks hockey just better than
0: most of the guys he plays with. Yeah. Which makes them better. There's that IQ aspect for him that is just and he, yeah. he'll be getting old, but that's yeah. Uh, yeah, Terravinne and I, I want. Yeah, you know, I now you're making me, you know, you're now making me rethink about how much we need him. But then I know what's coming up next season.
1: 25-26 season's the biggie, and it, it's yeah. also the easiest one, because there's two guys there, Slavin and Burns. Burns is going to be 40. Bernsey, I would like nothing more than to help see you lift a cup in Carolina with this yep. team. In 25-26, I will shake your hand, patch on the back, and say you've had a hell of a career. Good luck. Damn, damn there's you no way you're re-signing a 40-year-old guy. Yeah. I mean, and, unless it's Yammer Yager, maybe. I mean, that guy's like, <laughs> I, mean, that guy's playing I was going to say, 50s, is, is he Tom still Brady? Yogur is <laughs> in his fifties. He's playing, you know, over back home, and yeah. he's still better than a third of the guys in the league. At least. So, yeah, Jacob Slavin said. is a no-brainer to me. Must. Jacob's, the biggest thing with Jacob Slavin versus somebody like a Hamilton is Hamilton is not good defensively, yeah. right? So when he's putting up points, he's an asset. When he's not, then he's a liability. Mm-hmm. And, and I know Kat Hunter was having this discussion on Twitter with people the other day because she said. Kale Mark, you know, Kale McCarr isn't a phenomenal defenseman, you know. But they were talking about the Norris a little bit. And and Slavin gets overlooked. Slavin is a stay-at-home defenseman. He can shut down anybody. He has shut down Connor McDavid, which guys like Kale McCarr have not been able to do. Nope. You 100 percent need that guy in your locker.
0: That's you know, and that's uh, that's what a lot of people have said that why the the Norris trophy has turned into like, uh, you know, the the greatest point-scoring defenseman trophy. Like, that. if you're not scoring points mm-hmm. on defense, you're not considered for the Norris. And sorry, guys. Um, they need a new know, trophy for that. They they absolutely. I, it, it seems reasonable to have another way to grade your defenseman. If, if there's a
1: Selkie trophy for the best defensive forward, why is it then why isn't, then it there, why isn't yeah. there a separate trophy for the best offensive defenseman? Yep. Or or here's what you do. You don't add a new one. You just say the Selkie is open to two way players. Yeah. There you Which go. they wouldn't do because of the history, but adding yeah, no, a trophy is enough. what I would prefer. I let, I'm just, let's, I'm yeah,
0: let let's add a trophy and say, you know, your highest scoring defenseman. Call it the uh oh well, you could call it the coffee the trophy. Oh, well, I was going you know mean? to like, you
1: just call it the Jacob Slavin trophy. Yeah, well, there's nobody you, better than him purely.
0: Well, him. see, that's the thing. You 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 make the new trophy for the offensive defenseman. You call that one the Coffee Trophy, so that the Norris Trophy can then just go to Slavin as he so richly
1: deserves. Paul Coffee had the kind of career that, in my mind, I mean, I'm I'm super biased, but he he had that kind of career.
0: Bro. He did 100. And and let me also state. It sounds weird that I have more than one player as a must sign. And, and now Slavin has, this is sound, this sound, this is bad of me. I'm drawing a blank right now. Has Slavin been with us for his entire career or where did
1: he start
0: with us? See, so there's another, there's another reason why he should be with us for his, this franchise for his entire career. And you lock him down because his there the value that he brings goes beyond even just what he does on D. Yep, as he was drafted as, in 2015. There you go. So to to compare Aho to, to to Francis, it makes sense that they're both centers. You know what I mean? But as far as must signs, to me, Slavin. As well fits yep. in with Aho. You have to sign him. You don't give anyone a chance to. And if that means overpaying, so be it. So Slaven
1: is to Carolina what Ray Bork was to Boston Foo. So no question. No not, not in questioned. terms of, you know, I mean, Bork was a different kind of defenseman, but in terms of an, an iconic representation of a franchise, yes. in only six years, when you think her, hurricanes in my modern hurricanes you think aho and Slavin should be the two guys who jump off the page yep one
0: thousand percent i gotta tell you man this uh i you you did magnificent i gotta say putting you on the spot like that because it's an emotional situation with the and i mean you've got the numbers crunched you know who was laid out for us and to put you on the spot as a must sign must be a hurricane cannot let go this would be unforgivable if you let them go you skated through that like a pro
1: well thank you and it rethinking you're right about bear 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 can be replaced so if you think about we're going to turn over more than half the team the next couple of years yep and i only mentioned what four guys who i like were like like this guy just has to come back
0: Mm -hmm. i mean
1: It, it, you know, the turnover is real,
0: right? The turnover is real. And it's, and it's why people, uh, I I know it's not looked upon well as, you know, your championship window, right? A lot of people don't look at that. They like to think that the window is always open. If you're running your team correctly, the window is always open. And the Hurricanes have, uh, we're in a great situation too. And part of the reason why, so few pe- uh, players have to be uh, re-signed to stay in our eyes is because we have a franchise with the depth in farm and the ability to draft well that you're always keep, you're always going to be able to keep that window open. We're in a good cycle right now. I mean, it can go away fast, and we've seen how that happened after 2009, where we waited for so long to get something going, but now that we've got the window open, I guess it just speaks to how long it takes to rebuild if there's a collapse in the team, or something goes askew, or you make one or two bad deals, or you have one or two people in the not necessarily the right place. Maybe you have the wrong coach. Maybe you have the, you know, the uh, a, a GM decides he's going to take a job because look, GMs move around too. Right. Right. So, and
1: when we talk about the window to speak to what you're saying, teams that have never won the cup ever, the coyotes, which doesn't maybe sound like, Oh, that's a big deal, but that includes when they were the Winnipeg jets. Yep. That's a long time. Buffalo Sabres have been 52 years, I think, as a franchise. No cup. Florida Panthers might also sound like, oh, like they're not an old school team. They've been around for almost 30 years. They're older than the Canes. No cup. Yep. The Senators came into the league in 92. Yep. They're a little newer. No cup. Right? San Jose Sharks, I think they joined when I started high school, so that would have been like 1990, 91. No yeah. cup, the Vancouver Canucks, no cups. They're so when close, you have, but yeah, when you have the talent and the drive and the GM, who's willing to make the decisions now, you, you don't want to sacrifice long-term health for short term game to a point because mm-hmm. you should be willing to sacrifice a couple of years to get the cup because there are some fans of franchises that have been out there for 50 plus years. Have never seen their team lift the cup and aren't close. No. Vancouver and Buffalo.
0: Well, not close. Think well, look, think about think about, and here's it, it's not just it's not just the teams that have never won. Toronto Maple Leafs. Think about Toronto. Who hasn't won one since before I was alive and I'm almost 67. 50. 1967, the very last time that they won. That is a long wait for a team that like the window, their window, they've had an opportunity for a long time. uh, Like, and they can't,
1: they can't can't get over the
0: through. They can't get over the hump. And at some point that's going to, at some point that's going to just disappear. And then they go right back and you can just drop right off the cliff and become the worst team in the league for a long time. The Blue Blancet
1: Rouge, oh. 24 cups, and they'll tell you 24 cups. They and keep then you, telling
0: they, you all the damn time.
1: Put, put, put the cups on a timeline,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you'll see a lot of marks, and then you'll see fewer marks, and then you see the occasional mark, and then there are no marks.
0: Yeah, desertification. I mean, it just – <laughs> You got to
1: win. Like, the Hurricanes are primed to win. That they got to make a move. And that's yep. going to mean sending out guys that you love and getting in better guys. And, and, all,
0: and all we can hope is that we have someone at the helm who's a, and, and a group that are making the right decisions. And we've, I think it's safe to say, we have every reason to feel bullish about this team being a cup contender, not just someone yep. who's going to get into the playoffs but as a legitimate threat to lift lord stanley and can you imagine i mean i think we're in a good we're in good shape right now but we've got big decisions to come
1: if they can fix special teams in the playoffs i certainly wouldn't bet against them
0: if they can win a game on the road <laughs> if they can win a game on the road sorry that's that's, that's a good start. that was that oh, was un- that was uncalled for too soon oh i, I- Honestly, at some point, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool to win a cup
1: and not win any games on the road? Like, that'd be pretty neat. Except for one. you have to win the, the last one. because you have Colorado to win the very had, last one,
0: yeah. Colorado had the advantage oh, there. But
1: I'm like, wouldn't that be cool if, if you that, hit, you know, oh, and, you know, what, 14 and 1 on the road or something like that? That'd be, that'd be or 1 and 14 on the road or whatever it's going to be.
0: That'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. That way. Yeah. Well, let's, let's not push that. You gap. legendary. Yeah. Let's, yeah, not, yeah let's, be, just, let's, let's
1: go 16 to Like,
0: Yeah. There you go. And just win them all and be done with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this has that. been a great episode again. Um, Always a pleasure. We've, we've Always. talked about, we've covered a lot of bases here and uh, you know, one of the things, again, we'll throw this out there. Uh, I know that, uh, see, you've been doing a lot of hard work, for, for the, for the podcast, because you've got guests line up in the future, right? And you've got it all on a beautiful spreadsheet that I've seen with my own eyes. Uh,
1: You're working uh, out the history.
0: It's a beautiful spreadsheet and it's got all of the, it's got all of the people that we've, uh, all of the great Caniacs and jerks that we've spoken to and you're lining them up in the future. And this is, uh, it's exciting. I love it. I absolutely love it. Looking forward to having the guests on. We still and we're going to put the word out. We still are if you want to chat with us, great. We certainly will have you aboard. Not only totally. will we have you aboard, we still want to do that um round table. So that's if you're Still would like to do that. I think I think I overestimated how uh or underestimated
1: how busy people would be in the summer.
0: In the summer, yeah. You think, oh, well, it's the hockey season's over, so everyone's chill, Yeah, if you're not right? watching
1: games three hours a day, then you've got <laughs> time, but not everybody's busy.
0: So. Exactly. So we're still going to try to get that together. and uh, We'll get Zach and Bailey on. I want to do that
1: all-time Canes draft. That all-time the
0: draft, ones. the franchise draft. That would be outstanding. And uh, this has been great. We've covered everything. I can't. Uh, uh, Our man. show
1: notes, Ray. Just for people who don't believe me when I say we we do minimal prep, our show notes are (laughs) nine lines, no more than like five words per line, and two (laughs) of those lines say Mike Maniscalco. (laughs) Mike Maniscalco, excuse me.
0: Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? It, Like, uh, yeah. Once you Uh, get
1: started, you kind of know. You know, well, sometimes we don't know what we're gonna know you know go yeah but we do know where we're gonna to it up
0: and so. where we know where we're going to end up and where we're going to end up is at a place where we've said everything that really needs to be said except for just one thing cocaine cocaine's, cocaines. Thank you, everyone,
1: for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a Kaniac or a bunch of jerks, doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.